When you have an abundant mindset and you never go, oh, I don't know where it's coming from and what if they leave and oh my God, what if it doesn't work out? What if I get rejected? If you just decide, I live in an abundant world and there's enough for everyone. And if I have more, it doesn't mean other people have less because I have a generous heart and I want more to help other people. In me having more, I can do good things. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. If you've never been hypnotized before, it's not scary. You're not going to bark like a dog, fall in love with a fire hydrant. You know, if hypnosis could make you do that, every hypnotist would be a billionaire. Because we'd all say to our clients at the end of the session, just stick three more zeros on the check. Or just, you know, when you pay me with a card, pay me four times. Or I know you keep sending me flowers, but you don't really actually like a Porsche or a Ferrari. I mean, I could do that. I have clients who could buy me a Porsche, but no, no one has. And I've never said to them... I'm a bit bored with the hampers and the Joe Malone candles. I'd, now I'd like to have a Ferrari. I mean, you can't make people do that, so don't worry that you're going to do what you don't want to do. You're only going to do what you want to do. So finally, to get into hypnosis, really easy. It requires you to look up like that, keep your eyeballs up, and close your eyelids, eyelids down while keeping the eyeballs up. So let's practice. It's so easy. I want you to look up as if you're looking into your eyebrows. Keep your eyeballs up and keeping them up. At the same time, close the lids down. And then when you've done that, just open your eyes and look at me. So what you don't do is, when I say close your eyes, you don't do that. You want to go into an alpha brain wave where you are very suggestible. Then a theta brain wave where you really let good stuff in. And all you have to do to do that is roll up the eyes, keep them up, close the lids down. Make sure your phones are off. Make sure you're not going to kick over bottles of water. Make sure you're comfortable. Don't sit with your arms crossed and your legs crossed. Try to sit in an open position. We'll do this for about 20 minutes. You'll lose track of time. You really like it. If you feel like you want to cry when we're doing this, please don't stop. I'm a great believer that feelings are better out than in. They're a bit like gas. Better out than in. Don't try and keep stuff in, because it's painful. Let it out, and then you'll feel better. You know, your feelings are the most real thing you have, and we, we live in a country where we're taught, not, oh, you feel something? Eat cake. Watch Netflix, have a drink, have another drink, take some medication, go on eBay and buy stuff, anything but feel. And I have this belief that I love. You've got to feel your feelings until they no longer require to be felt. And if you push them down with food or drink or drugs or shopping or more Joe Malone candles, they just regroup and come back. So whatever you're feeling, don't stop it. Feel it. It's the most real thing you have. And don't worry about crying or coughing. We're all going to go on our own journey and you'll like it. So let's start right now. Make yourself comfortable and all, I'm going to ask you at some stage to put your hands out like this as if you're holding the handlebars of a bike. That's all I'm going to ask you to do. Not like that, and not like that, like that. Okay? Great. Let's begin. So look up. Put your arms down. I'll tell you when to bring them up. Just make yourself comfortable. Look up as high as you possibly can as if you're looking 
into your own eyebrows. Keep your eyes glued to a real or imagined spot overhead. Breathe in and breathe out. That's perfect. And again, breathe in. And this time, every time you blink, you're getting ready to go into hypnosis. Hold it. Exhale. One more time. Look up as high as you can. Hold it. The more you blink, the more you're getting ready to go into deep, deep, powerful, transformational hypnosis. So keeping your eyeballs up. Just close your eyelids right down, all the way down. Just close your eyelids down as your eyelids shut down. You may feel a fluttering in your eyelids. That's a great sign. And I want you to drop your chin so you really feel that same looking down feeling that you might get as you look over a balcony or down a flight of stairs. You're looking down 10 steps. And as I count, you're going to see your feet, hear your feet, and feel your feet treading each step. So it's a good time to forget all about trying to keep your eyes up in your head. Just drop your chin. You're looking down 10 steps. And right now, you're moving on to step 10. And you'll probably find that you can see your feet, hear your feet, and indeed feel your feet contacting each step as you go deeper. You're taking step nine, going deeper into an awareness of yourself. You're taking step eight as each muscle, every nerve turns loose, lets loose, and you go deeper. You're taking step seven and six, going deeper with every number I count. You're taking step five. You're halfway down. You're taking step four as you gently, calmly, easy, go deeper and deeper. You're taking step three. You're going deeper. With every heartbeat, you're taking step two. And every sound and noise and movement around you is flowing right through you as you go deeper and deeper. You're taking step one. Just go deeper. Drift deeper, sink deeper, just go deeper, 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 deeper. And as you go deeper, hypnosis is not about being asleep. It's not about being out of control. It's about one thing. Are you able to receive suggestions to let them in? Yes, you are. You are highly suggestible, incredibly receptive to suggestions. And I'm going to show you how. Stretch your arms out in front of you right now as if you're holding on to the handlebars of a bike or the reins of a horse. And I want you to simply imagine that in your left hand, you are holding an enormous red fire bucket filled with about 50 pounds of heavy, wet sand. And as you think about that bucket full of sand that you're holding in your left hand. You can feel the weight of that bucket moving into your fingers, traveling into your wrist, moving into your elbow, going right up to your shoulder as your left arm becomes heavier and heavier and heavier by the second. And as your left arm becomes heavier, your whole body is so heavy it is sinking into the chair. Your eyelids are so heavy they feel glued shut, but your right arm is not heavy at all because your right arm is attached to a pulley. 
Your right arm is attached to a pulley and also a huge helium-filled balloon, which is bigger than you, lighter than air, so absolutely weightless that your right arm is floating, lifting, moving, pulling, and traveling up. Your right arm is floating up, moving up, pulling up, lifting up, and as your right arm floats up, moves up, travels up, you are floating, moving, and traveling deeper and deeper into hypnosis. And you're beginning to notice something amazing. Your right arm is weightless and your left arm is way down because you are incredibly suggestible. That is a gift when you give yourself great suggestions, not so good when you give yourself negative ones. Today, you're going to learn how to code in only good suggestions. And now I want you to notice that if you even try to push your right arm down, it's like trying to push a beach ball underwater. It just insists on springing up higher. Try to push your right arm down. It's like trying to push a balloon underwater. It just goes up higher and higher. And now try to lift that left arm up, and it's like someone came along and encased it in concrete. And the more you try to lift it up, the heavier it is. When I count to three and click my fingers, you will let go of the bucket and the balloon and go at least 50 times deeper on the count of one, two, three. Just drop your arms down, go deeper, 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 deeper. And now that you can see that you can accept and respond to suggestions, you're going to go back in time, right back to a time when you were just a little kid and you heard something, saw something, experienced something that really shaped your relationship with money. Maybe you saw your mom crying because she didn't have enough money to buy school shoes. Maybe your parents fought about money. Maybe your parents had money, but they didn't want to spend it on you. Maybe you were the poor kid at school or the rich kid at school. Either way, you're going to go back and have a look at what you believed about money when you were five. You, when you had been on the planet for just a few years, maybe three, four, five, seven, you formed beliefs about money. And you know what? You're still walking around with these beliefs you had when you were five. And they're still affecting you, hurting you, holding you back, limiting you. But today is a day to let them go. So right now on the count of five, your brilliant mind, your extraordinary mind, your genius mind is taking you way back in time. It's like a movie of your life is being rewound. It's going backwards, backwards, backwards. That tape of your life is playing backwards, rolling backwards, winding backwards. You are becoming younger, smaller, <clears throat> lighter, shorter. You are drifting right back, all the way back, even further back, going right back to a scene, place, event, time. This is to do with where and how and why you got a limiting relationship with money. On the count of five, you're becoming younger. On the count of four, years, months, weeks, days are peeling away from your body. On the count of three and two, you are drifting even further back, traveling back, going back, 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 back. On the count of one, right back to a scene that is all to do with where you formed these beliefs about money. Just be there. As I click my fingers, it's rather like you've just switched on a television set. The picture is warming up, flooding into your mind, and you are right in the middle of that picture. 
And as I ask you some questions, you know the answer to everyone. So here's the first question. This scene in your mind where you are now, is it daytime or nighttime? Are you inside or outside? Are you on your own? Is somebody with you? How old are you about? And here's the only question that matters. In this scene, what are you doing, seeing, feeling, and experiencing? And you can feel it like it happened yesterday. In fact, I'm going to count to three and click my fingers. As I do, your ears are going to open. You're going to hear something that was said to you in that scene, something said about you to you right in your line of hearing that is all to do with where you got these limiting, restricting beliefs about money. On the count of one, two, and three, here it comes. Your ears are open, and you can hear right now something being said about money. You're just a kid, but not only can you hear it, you can also see for the first time with such clarity how what you saw and heard and experienced then all those years ago, how that has affected your beliefs about money right up until today. So stay in that scene. Look over, look around, look through that scene. How old are you? What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? What are you hearing? You may hear something like, well, rich people sell their soul for money. People who pursue money are bad people. Spiritual people shouldn't have money. We're not the kind of people that have money. We can't afford that. Stay in that scene. I want you to look at it with fascination. Even if it was terribly sad, I want you to look at that scene, and I want you to see this is your light bulb moment, your aha moment, your illuminating moment. Oh, look, sure, yes. I'm a little kid, but I'm hearing and seeing and experiencing this stuff. And it's how I'm seeing the world. I'm just a kid. But this stuff I'm being told about money is affecting me all these years later. Stay in that scene. Look over it. Look around it. Look through it. And I want you to put it to one side. Because we're going to go back to another scene. All to do with this same block about wealth, success, you being able to monetize yourself. Again, on the count of five, you're going back to another vivid, vital, crucial, absolutely significant scene that is all to do with how, why, where, and when you got a block about being successful, a block about being wealthy, a block about being abundant. You're in that time tunnel again, being pulled back, drawn back, taken back. That movie of your life is being rewound backwards, backwards, backwards. Back you go on the count of five. You are becoming younger, smaller, lighter, shorter on the count of four. Years are peeling away from your body on the count of three and two. You are drifting right back to a vivid, vital, crucial, deeply significant scene 
that is all to do with how you got a block to being successful. You are drifting right back right now. Just be there. As I click my fingers, it's rather like switching on your computer. The picture is warming up, and you are right in the middle of this picture, able to answer each question starting now. This scene where you are now, is it daytime or is it nighttime? Are you inside or outside? Are you on your own or is anybody with you? How old are you about? And here's the only question that matters. In this scene you are in, what are you doing, seeing, feeling, and experiencing? I want you to feel what you felt then. See what you saw then. And as I count to three and click my fingers, your ears are going to open. You will hear exactly what you heard then. Here it comes on the count of one, two, and three. Your ears are open. You can hear someone saying something to you all about success. And you can see exactly how what you heard, what was said to you about you are certainly about your family, in your line of hearing, how that's led you to believe that success is not available to you, that you can go so far but no further, that other people can monetize their talents, but for you it's just too hard. Stay in that scene. Again, this is your aha moment. Look over and around and through that scene and go, oh, of course, yes, I see. That's what I saw when I was a kid. That's what I lived. I learned what I lived in this scene. I can see something going on. I can see the message that I got about success and wealth eluding my family and only being there for other people. And I can see how I've kept that going. We learn what we live. And as a kid, you had no choice but to learn what you live. But today you have a choice to unlearn that and to install something better. Stay in that scene. Look over it. Look around it. Look right through it. Because that's not you. It was you. It was your reality. It's not now. And I want you to put that scene to one side as if you've just gone back and had a look at a DVD or had a look at a snapshot and you're just putting it to one side for a minute as we go back to one more. We're going to go back to a scene to do with this belief about love being abundant, finding love, keeping love forever. This belief that says you've got to work for love, earn love, chase love, look a certain way to get love, which isn't true. Love is there for you, and you can have it for the rest of your life without any work required once you understand the block you have that goes, no, i got to have thin thighs and fat hair. But if i got fat thighs and thin hair, maybe it's not available to me. That's not true. So let's find out. On the count of five, you are drifting back to another vivid, vital, crucial, deep, powerful, significant scene that is all to do with why you picked up a belief that real love, lasting, amazing, deep love is not available to you. 
On the count of four, you are becoming younger, smaller, lighter, shorter, drifting right back to another vivid, vital, crucial, deeply significant scene on the count of three. That movie of your life is rewinding, going backwards, 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 rewinding more and more, going back years and years. You're becoming younger, smaller, lighter, shorter, drifting right back on the count of three, two, one. Just be there as I click my fingers yet again. It's like you've switched on a television set. A picture is filling up your mind. You are right in the middle of it, and you know exactly where you are. Is it daytime or nighttime? Are you inside or outside? Are you on your own? How old are you about? And that's not important. The only important question is this one. What are you doing, seeing, feeling, and experiencing in this scene? I want you to feel what you felt then. See what you saw then. And as I click my fingers, I want you to hear exactly what you heard then on the count of one, two, and three. Here it comes. I want you to stay in that scene of being a small child where you formed a belief that love is not available to you or it's such hard work to keep it. Other people can have love, but you've got to earn it, work for it, run after it, be perfect, be good. Stay in that scene. I want you to see this again as an illuminating aha moment, a light bulb moment. Again, you can look and go, yes, of course, when I was just that kid, my dad wasn't there, my mom was always at work, and I felt that I wasn't enough. Because if I was enough, they would have been there. They wouldn't have fought. He or she wouldn't have left. They wouldn't have preferred my brother or my sister. My teacher wouldn't have been mean to me. But they were. And because they were, I felt that I was just not lovable enough. And I can see I've carried that belief with me for all these years for no other reason than that's how I saw the world as a child. And no one came along and said, but that's not you. But today we're going to say that's not you. So I want you to go back to that very first scene. I want you to imagine you're holding three snapshots, three DVDs in your hand. The first scene where you went back to the money blocks. The second scene where you went back to the success blocks. And the third scene where you went back to the love block. I want you to imagine you're looking at scene one. You're holding it in your hand. And I'm going to tell you the truth. That's not you. It was you. But it's not you. And I want you to repeat after me. This is so important. You've done the investigation. Now we're going to do something called an interruption. You have to interrupt that belief by saying out loud, that's not me because. And when I have you say this, you're going to give me the because. Because I'm not five. Because the fact that my dad left has nothing to do with how lovely I am. Because the fact that we were poor doesn't mean I'm not a genius with something to offer the world, but I want you to give it a thousand percent. I want you to let go of that old stuff. And then when you let it go, we can go into the final bit, the installing, the coding abundance. So repeat after me. Remember, you're talking about scene one, the money blocks. I want you to repeat after me. That is not me. 
because, because finish that sentence out loud and we're going to do this three times for each scene stay in scene one and repeat of me that cannot be me ever again for the rest of my abundant life because I want to hear it. I want you to justify it. I want to hear every single person's voice telling me why that's not them. So one more time, still in scene one, that will not be me. That cannot be me. Ever again. For the rest of my long, gorgeous life. Because. Shout it out. You're a good audience. So let's do it for scene two, only even better. Scene two, when you had this belief that success, monetizing your gift, was not available, I want you to go, that's not me. That cannot be me. I'm not that little kid. I will never feel like that. Ever again. Because. And again, still in scene two, you're going to shout it out. You've got to justify to me why that's not you. I want you to go, that's not me. For the rest of my long, abundant life. Because. And let's go to scene three. This weird belief that because we didn't have love, it's not available. Now, even if your parents couldn't stand the sight of you, somebody wanted you to be here. Someone put you here. They wanted you to be you. And they'll support you in everything and giving you everything that you have got to believe you're worth it. So let's go to scene three where you had the block to feeling lovable enough. And I want you to go, that's not me. That will never be me. Ever again. For the rest of my long, joyful life. Because... And again, that cannot be me. Ever again. Never again. Because. And one more time. That will never be me. Ever again. For the rest of my long, abundant life. Because. And now I want you to repeat some more words after me. I want you, because you've created a vacancy now. You've created a gap, a space. You've let that old stuff out. And when you let old stuff out, it's time to let new stuff in. So I want you to repeat after me. I am enough. I am enough. I matter. I'm deeply significant. I have a gift. I have so many talents. 
I know how to monetize my gifts. I was given those gifts to monetize them, to share them with the world. I'm ready for abundance. I'm worthy of abundance. I deserve abundance. And I want you to think about what would happen to your world if you were abundant. How many other people would benefit? You see, if you are creating wealth and doing great things with it, the more good you can do, the more your mind will set you on fire to go out and get it. So I want you to think about how your world will change and how other people's world will change too when you have abundance, when you have abundant health abundant wealth, abundant love. When you have an abundant mindset and you never go, oh, I don't know where it's coming from and what if they leave and oh my God, what if it doesn't work out? What if I get rejected? If you just decide, I live in an abundant world and there's enough for everyone and if I have more, it doesn't mean other people have less because I have a generous heart and I want more to help other people. In me having more, I can do good things. I'm a happier, I'm a better parent, a better person, a better partner, a better, a better daughter, son, brother, sister, husband, wife, lover, boss, employer, employee. Think about all the good you can do and how when you go from zero to abundance, you show other people it's possible too. There are people in the world now, we look at and think, wow, that guy came from India with no education and founded this fashion site. Because the old days of going to uni, going to college, coming from wealth and that time, only they don't even exist anymore. The people who have money now, the people who invented something, came up with something, monetized an idea. And we can all do that. You can do that. You can do that now. So think about how people will benefit. And as you go deeper, I want you to just do one more thing. I want you to think about the missing bit in you. You see, we all wait for someone to say, I love you, you're great, you're amazing, you're wonderful. We have unmet needs. As children, our needs weren't met. When you were a child, you had specific needs. You needed to feel safe. You needed to feel loved. You needed to feel significant. You needed to feel that you mattered. And if you didn't get that, you go through life thinking, well, I'm not safe, and I don't matter, and I've got to find someone to meet my needs. I've got to find a great guy, great girl to say, oh, you're so great, or a great boss to praise me to become a loving parent. And you can find them, but they might not do that forever, maybe a few months, maybe a year. But when you do it, it's forever. I want you to do one more thing. Think about the unmet needs of the little kid you once were. Think about the words you wanted to hear. And we all want to hear the same words. I'm proud of you. I love you. How lucky I am to parent you. You're great. You're smart. You're interesting. You're great to be around. Whatever you most needed to hear, I promise you, if you say it now, your mind doesn't know where it comes from. It lets it in. If you put chapstick on your lips, your mind doesn't go, hang on a minute, is that organic? Is that fair trade? 
Or is that cheap stuff from CVS Pharmacy? Just lets it in. It nourishes chapped lips, and words nourish a chapped soul. So whatever you most wanted to hear, I want you to say it now. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I love you. I love you. You're a, You're a great kid. You got something to offer the world. You're talented. You matter. You're significant. And now let's say in the first person, I matter. I'm talented. I'm significant. I'm lovable. I'm enough. I have something to offer the world. And I can monetize it. Because I have talent. I have belief. I have ambition. I have drive. And I'm unstoppable. And as you go deeper into an absolutely relaxed state, as you go deeper, drift deeper and sink deeper, you're aware of a phenomenal powerful, extraordinary transformation taking place in you. Because here is your truth. When you were a little kid, you felt the way you felt. You saw what you saw. You experienced what you experienced. You felt what you felt. You had no choice. But now you have a choice because you are not a little kid. You are a beautiful, talented, extraordinary, gifted, and adult And as the talented, beautiful, gifted adult that you are, will never again, ever for the rest of your long, abundant life be relevant or necessary or interesting or even appropriate for you to think the way you thought when you were a child. It will never again be relevant or even interesting for you to believe what you believed then or to think what you thought then or to see what you saw then, you put all that behind you. It's like the water of the shower you took this morning. You can't run back to your room and get that water because it's, it's like vapor. It is behind you. And all the beliefs you had as a child are behind you. They are shrinking. They are fading. They are disappearing. They are going. They are gone. They are erased, eradicated, eliminated. They are shattered smashed and out of your life. They will always be for the rest of your long, abundant life. Something you once believed long, long ago, and they cannot and will not interest you or affect you ever again as you move on from one phenomenal, extraordinary, incredible achievement and accomplishment. You can move on from one accomplishment to another. That is the truth about you. So stay in that truth for just a second. Remember that little kid is not you, can never be you, is nothing but a memory, something that you used to feel that cannot, will not, does not affect you ever again. And knowing that, feeling that, believing that, you can slowly calmly, easily, just get ready to come back into the room knowing that you can never go back. You went back and had a look 
You went back and investigated like a good detective what went on. Then you interrupted it. And then you recoded into yourself better software. You installed the truth. The truth is not what you felt when you were five or four or three or ten. The truth is you here today knowing that you are abundant, gifted, talented, significant. You can have everything. You can have anything. You can have it all, all at the same time. Because the past is not you. You is you here today, gifted, talented, extraordinary, significant. So knowing it, feeling it, believing it, just open up your eyes. Just take a deep breath, come back in the room, and just give yourself a massive round of applause for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And just go on doing that. Whatever scenes come up from your past, just remember to say, but that's not me. That's not me. Remember what you are, but remember what you aren't. You're not five, and you never have to feel like that ever again. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. And this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.